0: Hi I'm Peter and you're listening to Defining Boundaries. Welcome back to season two. I hope that you enjoyed the past year of conversations from amazing people from around the world within our geospatial community. This year I look forward to many more conversations and I hope that you join me on my journey surveying the world one story at a time. Head over to my Patreon site if you'd like to support the show. You can make a donation towards the purchase and upgrading of equipment, website subscription and file hosting. If you'd like to join me to have a chat or you have someone in particular from the industry that you'd like to hear about, send me a message. You'll find the link in the show notes or in my bio on all social media and my website petercox.com. So if you're ready, let's go grab a drink, sit back, relax and enjoy our chat.
1: Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox.
0: My guest today is Graham Worth. Graham is a surveyor who has been in the industry for 49 years and now works for 12D Solutions in software product sales and support, whilst also working with Leica as the regional sales manager in his career. Graham was born in Sydney, grew up in the Sutherland Shire, so he must be pretty cool dude then, since that's where I'm from. Well, that's where I live, I should say. As a kid growing up, Graham wanted to be a surfer, a sailor, and a surveyor. He began his career at Foreshore Surveyors in Bexley, and he has worked on many large infrastructure projects and was my second boss back in 1996. Winning awards in surfing, sailing, and sails, he now resides in sunny Queensland. And Graham enjoys his downtime, surfing, and sailing. Welcome, Graham. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thanks, Peter.
0: Nice to have you.
1: So have we got furry feet because we come from the Shire?
0: No, we don't. No, that's a
1: myth. That's a a hobbit story. That
0: is a hobbit story. (laughs) You could ask, actually, you could ask my stepbrother, he'd probably say it's true. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Probably true.
2: Mm,
0: Anyway. (laughs) So what was it like growing up in the Sutherland Shire?
1: Yeah, it was interesting. It was was good. I grew up in um, a little town called Janelli, actually. Genelli Boys High. Ah, yes. Um, used to catch the four o'clock train from Genelli to Cronoa. Mm-hmm. And go surfing every weekend.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: From the age of about 11. So, yeah. It's a little different to the Cottonwood kids of today.
0: Well, I was going to say, yeah, it's a little bit different today, isn't it?
1: But, um, yeah, surfing was a big part of my life.
0: Yeah. Actually, oh. it's...
1: I have to thank it for the direction and where I'm at. How's today. that?
0: How's that? Tell me.
1: Oh, um, well, I guess um, all through high school was surfing in the morning, sailing in the yep. afternoon, mm-hmm. the weekends. Where'd
0: you sail? On Port Hacking or Georges? Uh,
1: started out at Oyster Bay, mm-hmm. um, Connell's Point, mm-hmm. then St George. Okay, so it was, um, yeah, and then it progressed there to a lot of other clubs, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, but it was the reason I um became a technician actually. Because I guess a month before my HSC, I was building surfboards. Oh, really? (laughs) I should have been studying, but I (laughs) bugger Um, that. (laughs) Um, yeah, I uh, I didn't go so well at. Um, Year 12, so Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a surveyor. So I uh, took up surveying as a technician, studying at night, working for foreshore in the day. Yep. And then the lands department, um, southern. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, okay. How did you know that you wanted to be a surveyor? Did you know someone?
1: I love the outdoors. Okay. I love being in the bush. I love... Seeing trees and cutting them down to clear a line. Don't mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we really? all? <laughs> not really, but um,
0: <laughs> not anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. It was a it was a good introduction. I only I was only at Four Shores for twelve months. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I actually worked for the uh, Maritime Services Board on the Botany Bay development, that big industrial port thing on the Northern shore of Botany Bay, we did ah. all the control mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the reclamation of that, which was interesting.
0: Yeah, right. So, when um, you went, when you did your your technical stuff, um, was that at Ultimo or somewhere else? Ultimo, yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: Yep. Yeah. I, um, yeah. And I was at the Maritime Services Board for a year. And then I joined Home Sites Branch at uh, Sutherland of the Lands Department mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, worked on most of the subdivisions in Menai, Illawong um, during the day, and then caught the train into Ultimo, um, went to tech as you do. Yeah. Um, and then woke up at Cronulla on the Train ride home. Missed, the, <laughs> missed my stop
2: usually.
0: <laughs> I think there's a few of us that have done that before.
1: <laughs> but um yeah, no, it was good. It was,
0: yeah, um, it was
1: uh yeah, it was interesting.
0: So what did that take you four years to do? The tech oh no, thing, it took or... me it
1: took me actually a bit longer than that. Oh, so you really I weren't still, good at the books. So <laughs> I was still um mad surfer. Um uh-huh. yeah. After year two, I think um, a friend was going to Bali and um, surfing, of course. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I said, I'll meet you in Darwin, um, because he was up in that area. Um, So I hitched up to Darwin and I um, left a couple of days before Cyclone Tracy hit. Oh, gosh. Okay. And then thought, oh, I'll head west. And so I ended up hitching around Australia and then um, across to New Zealand and then down to Tasmania. Really? How old know. were you then? Uh, 18,
0: 19.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a bit different today. That's pretty cool. No, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, I <laughs> know. I know.
0: <laughs>
1: but it was. Um, no, it was good. Um, it was a good life experience, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I. After about a year or so, I came back and thought I'd better get back into. Got another job back at Lands Department. They liked me. Oh, lucky! Um, and finished my course. Yeah. You know? Okay. So I finished in seventy-seven, I think seventy-eight. Mm. Something like that. It's a long time ago.
0: I know. When I read that thing, I went forty-nine years. Oh, I went. Oh, really? <laughs>
1: that's mm, um, but yeah, and then uh, uh, working for a government department in a cadastral role as a technician. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the pay wasn't great, and I was um, driven to the dark side of an earthworks company called Abignano. So um, I joined Abignano and became uh, a construction surveyor, mm-hmm. and. Best thing I ever did.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, lot a lot of interesting
1: places, a mm. lot of interesting people, <laughs> big days. But yeah, it was good. It was really good.
0: Yeah. So, how long was you at with the Department of Lands for?
1: Uh, taking out the, the um, trip. Yeah. Besides,
0: Australia. besides your little, <laughs> besides your little adventure.
1: So <laughs> um, yeah, about three or four years, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I okay. can't, can't really remember. It was a long time ago. No, I know. It was a long time ago. It's okay. There was some, And you know, one of the nice things about the surveying industry is it's small and you meet a lot of nice people. So mm-hmm. I guess, um, was it Ken Graff and Graham Kelly were the heads of that department? And I think they went on to become fairly uh, big in the Landcom area. For those that remember Landcom, um, yeah, worked with people like uh, uh, Woden, uh, not Woden, um, Menai. Western Earth Moving was a company that was Mm -hmm. doing those, but we would do the green fields, place the control, um, design the subdivision, um, oversee and check the construction and then peg the blocks and then watch the man scrabble the 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 major scrabble f- scramble for the um what were the ballot blocks in those days Ah, oh,
0: okay yeah
1: well, you put your name in a hat and if you got yes. drawn out you'd get the first block of land so yeah all right. the nice all the nice views went first
0: went yeah. first yeah of course
1: but yeah, it was interesting. Gosh. It, was good. it was a good that... training actually because it, um, we worked through um, the control, the, mm. right through to the mm. depositing of the um, subdivision plan. So it was good.
0: Yeah, basically, as we always say as a surveyor, you're there at the start and you're there at the end.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So that mm. pretty much covers it all, doesn't it? Including. Although, although
1: construction and stuff. in the early day, in in years gone by, they would line all the machines up and go, Oh, where's the surveyor? <laughs> <laughs> Where do we go? So yeah, you've you've got to be there in the beginning.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: When I got into management, I tried to change that.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, so I mean, you okay, so you've you've worked on those sorts of things. Um and was it basically just working with different companies and stuff, doing that kind of civil engineering type of stuff from there and, and moving companies and stuff?
1: No, in late 79 or early 80, I joined Abignano, which became mm-hmm. Abbey Group, which became
2: ah,
1: uh, okay. Lendlease and now is Arsena. Um And, yeah, I was there for 20 years, I think, with them.
0: Mm, um, okay.
1: So yeah, 20, 21 years, something like yeah.
0: that. Yeah. yeah, right. But lots of okay.
1: different road jobs.
0: Yes. Um, and that's where we met. Yeah, on the M2 motorway.
1: That was my second last project.:
0: Ah, OK. There yeah. you go. Can you remember, can you remember when you first met me?: Yes. Tell me the story.
1: Uh, you came for an interview. Um, and I'm a I'm a great believer. One thing that I've learned over the years is, well, from the construction start in about the 1980s at, um, at uh, Stockton Borehole Colliery, doing the earthworks for a washery pad, right through to um, when we met in the mid 90s, there was no women. Mm. Um, usually, when a woman walked on site. It was wolf whistles and all the, all the <laughs> usual stuff. Yep. And I really wanted to actually, you know, I'm a great believer of there should be more women in,
2: mm-hmm. in
1: construction in general. Mm-hmm. And it is changing over the years. Which
0: is it great. is. It's getting there slowly. For
1: yeah. sure. Yeah. But it's um, Yeah, it's been an interesting career.
0: Mm. Mm. So I remember doing a level run while I was working on working with RMS, moving a survey mark and you drove past and you stopped and you said, do you want a job?
1: All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just like today, there was a shortage. Of, there's always been a shortage of <laughs> surveyors.
0: Yes. Yeah. And by chance it was only a summer job that I had with RMS so or RTA or whatever they were back then. So mm. I kind of jumped <clears> at it, but, well, yeah. Uh,
1: I think there was, um, at that time at the M2, that was in the very beginning Mm. when it was, um, we were still putting the control in. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was funny, my role at the M2 was, um, I was called the chief surveyor. It's funny how surveyors got called chiefs. (laughs) I'm glad they actually settled on survey manager down the track. But um, I was given to... um, we were in a joint venture with um, Obayashi and Abbey Group to do the project. And one of the senior people from Obayashi said, I have two young people who want to come to Australia. They're doing, I think they were doing aeronautical or um, some engineering, aeronautical engineering. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I thought, oh, I've got to dig a lot of holes to put control marks in. I sent these two guys out, and they spent months. Never complained. Never did anything. But they, we would put a big mark on the ground where they would dig the control mark, and mm-hmm. yeah, they they put them in. And I think you came along just after that when we were actually starting the control through that area.
0: Yeah, I don't remember actually digging any holes.
1: <laughs> no, no, it wasn't much fun, but it was. Um, it was an interesting project in that it was. Um, very much a, a battle of the greenies. Ah, uh, oh, yes. We had tree huggers and yes. people chaining themselves to trees.
0: Mm. It was interesting times.
1: Mm. But, it was, a but good, I, it was a good job.
0: It was a good job. I just didn't last very long there, did I?
1: <laughs> well, we all have our um, directions to follow. So
0: I just had to get there yeah. too early in the morning.
1: <laughs> and it was quite a drive for you. For it was it was
0: yeah yeah, yeah. it was uh, I found a job nice and close to home <laughs> which was yeah. so much better. Uh, okay it, and so it, mm, and yeah. I've led
1: you in the career. This is a two-way yes. two-way interview.
0: Uh, it can <laughs> it can be whatever it, it can be whatever. <laughs>
1: um, the, yeah. Um, yeah it was a long drive for you um, but there was um, some good surveys that came out of that project good mm. surveyors that always um, abbey group was actually um, uh, was a company that actually was almost a family and that's mm-hmm. one thing i like about yeah. working 12d now and i'll mention 12d because i've I've got, the got your shirt on, on. Got got your shirt on.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
2: we'll get to always <laughs> been a
1: company always been a company man <laughs> um, it was more of a family in the eighties mm. mm-hmm. abbey group and so everybody was was actually well looked after and yeah um, they nurtured surveyors which was you know we would look at other competitors in the industry and they would hire in surveyors mm-hmm. and the, probably the most important thing in construction is as you said um, the surveyors are the first there and the last to leave and that mm. was very much the case although Usually in Abbey Group, when you finished a project, you're already started on the next one. Oh yeah, being the first there again, so um, yeah, no, yeah. it's good.
0: Yeah, so when you started with the whatever the group was called, right at the beginning, you were you still
1: Abbey, Abbey Group?
0: No, well, it was. Yeah, you said it was Abbey Group. Oh, Abbey, some... Abignano. Abignano. So yeah. when it was Abignano, were you just a um? a technical surveyor still in a field position or you were at that managed, you know, sort of stepping up into a um
1: I've always worked, um, always worked uh, as a project surveyor. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first job at Stockton um, in Newcastle was um, as the project surveyor. So I was just thrown in the deep end, you've got to look after this, yep. machines running around. Um, I had help from... Um, uh, an altered survey, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, and and the survey stroke manager at the time, who would look after project of But yeah. yes, no, I've always been a uh, responsible for the um, the, um, the the day-to-day survey requirements yeah. The job. Yeah, and that's interesting. The the letter of appointment for Abby. Abic Nano and Abby Group, um, all the way through that 20 years was um, and it's almost ingrained into my brain <laughs> that your your hours of work are those necessary to maintain site continuity.
0: Ah.
1: Do they do that
0: anymore?
1: <laughs> and, and you could work eight hours a day, and more often than not, you'd work 10, 12, mm. whatever. Yeah. So just to keep your head above water. Yeah. But yeah. it's been interesting because in the early days, it was all pen and paper with the Chartwell yellow books, mm-hmm. um, progressing to HP um, 41s, um, punching in with geodometers mm-hmm. sitting on top of T1 theodolites um, mm-hmm. or using chains. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting career to um, to see where we've gone from the '80s or '70s. Yeah. To today, surveying is probably one of the biggest um, industries of growth in technology. It's been. I oh, know. It's been I a fun to... fun trip.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I want to talk about that later too, because that. It... I mean, you, you would have seen so many changes. I mean, when I did my TAFE course, we had to use a steel band and we had to, you know, use the spring and everything to get our distances and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But when I, when I worked, when I went into my first job, I didn't, we must have had, EDMs or something, I don't actually remember doing it in my actual job. Mm. Like I was, we, we, that's what I learned on, but never used it out in the real world.
1: Yeah, that was um, one thing that um, I remember vividly is going into the old Sandstone Lands Department building. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And punch and um, assisting in those days because I was still training, but mm-hmm. assisting in punching in the control network or going down to the basement. And the, I don't know if you...
0: I never you know, got to see the basement.
1: And it, that's where you used to standardise the band. Yeah. There's a big um, baseline down in there. It was, yes. Yeah, I know, I never got the, to see
0: that.
1: Deep down in the bowels of the building.
0: I've got a feeling that when they moved that that might be... Um, it, it's still there, protected, like historically protected or something.
1: Could be. I need Couldn't to.
0: Be. I'll have to ask Norel that question.
1: Mm. Mm. Should be protected. Yes. I'm it's pretty sure they of, fought it's a...
0: pretty hard to.
1: Yeah, it should be part of history, actually.
0: Yeah. Well, that is, isn't it? Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure it is. But, yeah, I'll have to check with that because, yeah, that was pretty, pretty cool that they had that down there. Mm. Mm. So. Okay, so you were in your management positions and our job was the second last job. Where was your last job that you were saying?
1: The, the last one, Dam. Oh, okay. The, the, new, the new spillway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was working at Abbey Group, you actually had a choice, um, which was nice in a way when I look back. Um, I was asked to actually go to uh, the Chindra or the, tweed heads to um, pacific highway project yeah and yep. I said um, I think I'd been in 16 different locations in um, 16 years and I said no i'm I'm done with um, traveling um, mm-hmm. so I um, I went to Warragamba and um, worked on that mm. project okay which was interesting as a survey manager and it's yep. funnily enough I left, 20 years of history in a shed at Warragamba Dam. And a bushfire came through and burnt everything, including all the total stations, all the GPS. Oh, GPSmen. really? Yes, excuse me. Was, um, everything was lost. So all I had backups of um, things like the Superdome or Ace Arena or whatever it's called now, that indoor arena at Homebush. Mm-hmm. Which was the job after? Actually, no. Actually, the ju- oh, I've told a lie already. <gasps> oh, dear oh, me! No. <laughs> no, um, because it was the M two, and then um, the Olympic um, facilities,
0: mm-hmm. and then. Uh, right okay, yeah,
1: yeah, right. So I was on the um, ninety seven to two thousand. I was on the um, uh, the 20,000 seat indoor arena at Homebush, mm-hmm. which was um, um, I think it was a quite a revolutionary change for surveying because in the 90s, well, actually in the beginning of the 90s, um, everything was starting to turn electronic. Total stations, yep. GPS was starting to come in
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, very primitive machine guidance was coming in. And we, as surveyors, we were spending enormous amounts of time taking information of paper plans and converting it to a digital format. Mm-hmm. So we would go cap in hand to uh, designers um, and ask for the model because we knew they were making a model to create the drawings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they be in 2D or 3D. Um, most roads are in 3D. But the, the interesting part was that um, even on the M2 that you worked on, yep, um, we went backwards and forwards with um, the designers with GHD in those days, I think. And I wanted the model because we had um, electronic theodolites. We had... Um, little HP 200s with a thing called TP set out um, on them, which we would set out data from. And we wanted the model to actually convert it into um, a format that we could actually upload to the Mm -hmm. the HP. Yeah, and And in the early days, we actually convinced them to actually give us the model, but as part of that model, they had to supply us with cross sections, and these were, I think they filled your average four by three room by the end of the project of printouts of the cross sections. Well, we got, uh,
0: that's that's what I remember. I remember having having the wall with all of these massive plans and tables with all of this paper. I can, I still remember that.
1: And and yeah, it was it was leaned against the wall. Yeah. And we adopted the model.
2: Yeah.
1: And I took that. Um, we are jumping around in this. I know. That doesn't that's matter. It. No. But <laughs> I, I took that and I went to, um, after the M2, I went to the um, Superdome, as it was called then, the mm. 20,000 20, seat indoor arena. Um During the M2, we adopted 12D. Um, oh, okay and I wanted to actually set that whole building out without drawings.
2: Mm -hmm. So
1: we had meetings and we had discussions with um, Cox Architects, and um, we came to an agreement that they would, well, actually the discussion in the beginning, and I'll I'll explain that, and it's probably very poignant to a lot of surveyors that, that may be listening to this is, I went to them and I said, when you do a revision to your um, uh, model or your drawings for this building, and remember this is a, it's a um, circular end, it's uh, mm. rectangular in the middle and circular at both ends. It was a cabled stay building uh, with um, post-tension floors, um, had an ice rink in it originally. I don't know if that's still there. Um, and it was all folding seats. And I said, "When you make a um, revision to the drawings, how do you amend it?" And They said, "Oh, we rub it out on the um, drawing, or we put a bubble on the drawing, and we send you a new drawing." And I said, "That's not good enough." I said, "I want um, you to provide me with a um, a CAD operator who mm. would update, who would actually update the model." And that's probably the most, um, one of the first changes that it's come to the digital, what people call today the digital twin, Mm -hmm. is that um, there's actually a real model of the the project. Um, And we negotiated to to actually have that happen. I think it cost us, they provided less drawings and we um, got the model. And then I created that through 12D, into okay. a three three D structure, wow! And uh, set the whole thing out off the drawings. so I I didn't use any drawings to actually yeah. build the Superdome. It that's was pretty cool. It was good. Yeah. And then it then it started changing, and in the two thousands, and now you get the um, the models as part of a tender documents. Yeah, yeah. That went off track, but that's okay. No, that's I'm okay. I'm a bit dyslexic sometimes. I think we all are.
0: <laughs> we all have our moments. I think <laughs> that's all cool. Um, so, Warragamba Dam was your last job. Was yes. that your last job
1: surveying
0: yes, or just last job?
1: Uh, no, no, it was my last job surveying. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that was my last job with Abicoup. Yeah, um, uh, and in um, it's interesting. It's been an interesting career because. Um, I've been headhunted my entire life, mm-hmm. um, probably because I'm a workaholic, but yeah. that's another story. <laughs> um, but I was approached by um, Boulderstone Hornybrook to be um, uh, their, their survey manager, their national survey manager. So I okay. I worked with, um, joined them um, from Warragamba Dam, Uh, chasing the elusive dollar. There was obviously more money involved. Yeah. Um, And um, promised, and this is a a, a comical part, as survey managers of the past in the olden days, I say olden days, I'm not that old, but (laughs) in the past survey managers (laughs) come and work in the head office and have a family life and Uh um, uh just manage the, the world. Um, and then didn't really
0: happen, did it? No. It, <laughs> <happen>. <laughs> um,
1: it was good for about a year, and then um, Boulderstone Hornybrook won the Cross City Tunnel.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Which was um, which was an interesting. Um, it was a great job actually, um, and I joined uh, that project as the project surveyor, mm-hmm. and I um, I got to actually. Um, at that time, it was reasonably slow, and I got to choose some really, really f- quality um, surveyors to be my area managers. So I managed mm-hmm. the whole the whole project. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was uh, Harden Forrester, actually, who you oh, worked yeah. for. Yes, they did all the monitoring for us on that project. Mm-hmm. Um, I had surveyors like Ian Lambert. Um, a very, very good um, uh, construction surveyor. Yeah. Um, Chris Chris Gilsner, another shire person from Cronulla, um, he was um, the eastern manager for that project. But the the interesting pro- thing about that project was um, everybody was worried because I don't know, if for those that don- don't understand, the Cross City Tunnel, it goes from Rushcutters Bay to Darling Harbour, um, th- straight through the middle of the CBD and it splits mm-hmm. at Hyde Park um, and uh, takes two roads. Everything, most tunnels in Australia are built underneath road inf- road surfaces um, because the government doesn't have to buy the land. They can mm. just create, mm-hmm. create create an easement for it.
2: Yeah.
1: We had to create the tunnel um easement zone prior to starting construction. So it was a very rigid up front in actually getting a, a tube that um, missed all the buildings because there's basements, there's all sorts of structures mm-hmm. going across. Um, and yeah, it was, um, I think they spent years and years after that project finished actually Taking the model that I created for the um, the coordinated property of that project and turning it into the the real cadaster, joining it up with the cadaster, and that's one thing I don't think I'll see it in my lifetime, but um, having a digital cadaster would be just so good for construction.
0: ah. Uh. I know. I've heard lots of people say that. I've heard lots of people ask um, Surveyor General about it as well.
1: Like the M2 was 20 kilometres mm. um, and it was built as two lots. There's the eastern lot, then there's the lot at the toll gates because it's mm-hmm. a commercial lot, mm-hmm. and then there's the the western. And they, they spent um, a long time, I created a digital model of those boundaries, and then gave them over to, um, I think, Mark Gordon was in charge in those days. Right. Um, and a, a group of surveyors from um, RMS
2: mm-hmm.
1: Transport for New South Wales.
2: Yep.
1: Whatever they're called these days. Um, yeah, that's, that's them. Did the, did the property boundaries following on from that. So it was, yeah, it was... side of the construction i found to be very um interesting Mm. Um,
0: yeah well i know like now um it's it's the surveying companies that look at all of that easement stuff and do all of the consolidated plans and all the easements and all that sort of stuff and then put it all together and and mm. i think they lodge it as well so it it gets overseen by transport, but they don't do it anymore. Like no, you were saying, you handed no. it over to me. I think that
1: was probably one of their last, actually, mm. the, the Cross City Tunnel, which is what, back was, in, um, yeah, 2004, 5, 6. Yeah.
0: That, I wonder if that was the time that they started um, getting rid of all of their surveyors and stuff as well. Because we um, had a real, we had a really, really big surveying section when I was there.
1: Mm, yeah. And, and then, then um, it got well, a the su- I wonder what the surveying industry is going to be like. There's got to be some um, coming from, you know, my history and past and mm. experience. Um, the actual um, digital world. GPS, you know, you mm-hmm. can walk around mm-hmm. with your phone these days, and certain phones have got real-time GPS on them. It's, um,
2: mm.
1: yeah, but i I believe that there'll be a um, a requirement for somebody to actually do it properly, which is surveyors.
2: Yeah,
0: I I think there's always going to be the need for but for the surveyors, but
1: there's a there's a lot of cowboys out there. <laughs> Not surveyors, uh, cowboys, but users yeah. of um, the technology that yes. surveyors should manage. Yeah, I think that really needs to be um, there. But it's it's interesting. I'm very happy to see um, uh, the surveying community um, adopt the uh, underground utilities. Mm. Um, section
0: yeah yeah uh, there, there was a big push for that to put it into the um into the training package mm. um, and, and change it so that it actually suited and um uh, i've actually started got some connections with locators and surveying locators and all that kind of stuff to try and um build that bridge mm. uh, so that we can have a, a, a better, what do you call it, just a better relationship and better understanding of what each other does and and yeah. how it all works and how you can work together and all, all of that kind of stuff. And the, well, oh, it's not dull before you dig now. What is it? It's just. um, It's. Uh,
2: dig. Oh, I, yeah, I think remember. it's still dull oh, yeah.
1: before you dig. No, it? no. Nope. It's changed.
0: Dull before you dig is.
1: So I've been out of the industry God. for fifteen odd years. Mate.
0: Well, they might still call it that at the moment, but they are going over to something else um, and looking at how they can bring more information in and work with surveyors and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, i um, kind of made some connections a few weeks ago with all of that sort of stuff as well to try. Oh, and, good. Yeah, try and. So
1: keep it really needs together. to be. Really needs to be brought under under the umbrella of the. Um, Institute of Surveys, I think. Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, this was um, uh, actually have a contact with um, Nolka, with one of the guys on Nolka, uh, on the Nolka mm. board, who is a surveyor, um, mm. who is looking at trying to, to get it all together. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting transition from um, starting with the cadastre to um construction in the digital world mm. underground utilities and then the the marriage of all of them um has to yeah. be managed to, to go into the future otherwise it could um yeah it could become uh, yeah they're, they're I just,
0: yeah i mean there's so many um un, well, not uncertainties but you know, how, how you can release that data if you've got a client paying you to to do the work. Like there's all these things that, that people sort of talk about of, you know, why they can't put their data into the database because the client's paying for it and it's your, it, all those type of things. And then other people saying, well, you know, if we do that survey and we pick up those it pick up those locations and someone's located them and we've picked them up and they go into a database, then, well, uh, we're out of a job because everybody knows where they're at, where they are and and all that kind of stuff as well. That's-
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's a bad thing.
0: Well, someone loses a job no. out of it. No,
1: <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? The when was it back in the two thousands? The major um, construction firms started building engineer groups and departments and surveyors. That just because that's where they lose their money. You hit a gas main.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We put a pile down at Darling Harbour, right next to the um, where the um, where the uh, tunnel comes out at Darling Harbour. We put a pile down for the one of the walls there. Um, we believed that the gas main, which was buried about five ten meters down, mm. was in one spot. And we clipped it, <laughs> and it closed oh. all of South Sydney. It was it was like a major, major gas pipe? But yeah, you have things like that.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah.
1: It really does need to be. Um, well, it's probably out of my. You know, I won't have anything to do with it. But into the future, people like yourself and mm. the, um, the institute will should grab it and hold it and take control of it
0: yeah well there's also this big thing about you know the data and the size of the data and who's going to maintain the data and
1: there there lies the critical question and Mm -hmm. i don't believe anything will happen until the utilities take ownership of their assets
2: ah
1: so yeah. maybe that's a government a government thing that needs another a government uh, uh, stipulation that Telstra looks after underground Telstra gas. Well,
2: after.
0: yeah, it's pretty funny because there's there In is there is a couple of companies that are really really good and do have a database apparently, but mm. then there's others like you said Telstra and a few others that are really really bad.
2: Oh. Yeah.
1: Mm. But even the M2, you know, I can remember when they widened the M2, when was that, 10 years ago now? Oh, I don't know. I had (laughs) surveyors come to me and say, Graham, because I had a really good um, Asbilts of the M2. Mm -hmm. Where's the Asbilts? And it all went up in smoke um, at Dam. But I had so, so. issued I had issued those, but they just somebody puts them in the drawer, mm. or they go. Oh, oh, I don't know. It's um. Mm. There's no repository for no. digital data.
2: No. No.
1: That needs to change. Mm. We're sort of playing catch up, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think we've grown so quickly with technology that.
1: Even even today, um, you know, there's a there's a situation where most things are transferred in IFCs from solid modeling and surveys. That's a whole other story, but surveys have issues with how to actually set that out. We could talk about that later, but um, those IFCs, you have to keep keep a unique ID of an asset. All the way through to the end of construction, but where does it go from there? Is the question.
2: Mm.
0: It sits where on a hard drive or in a database of some company. Well, the uh,
1: it's given to the asset owner, but does the asset owner actually mm. use it? And this is Prob- BIM, probably. BIM, or digital twin. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: So a digital twin is a is a great concept but where is the repository for mm. the digital information
0: well i think that's what uh i think they're just called before you dig i think as if they've just taken the dial out i think they're called before you dig i mm. think that's what they
1: well that's great for the i going
0: to try and do i think
1: no i i do believe I could be them. completely wrong but from what I've read and so forth, I think um, the um, Registrar General's is actually doing a lot of good with the digital side of the mm-hmm. culture that's coming in through. Um, and there's a body that actually can take that and utilise it. Um, but, yeah, it it's, will be an interesting time. Mm.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. So we've gone, we've gone off track. No, we, no, there is no track.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: There is no track. That's
1: oh, I'll have another it. sip of my red wine. Yes.
0: Enjoy your red wine. I finished my white wine already. So <laughs> maybe we need to have a break. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't need it. It's all good. Um, Okay. So my, one of my big things, actually, I've got a couple of things and, and um. So I guess one of them was what I put on LinkedIn yesterday,
1: maybe? Uh, yes, I'm a surveyor. Yeah. I've always yeah. been a surveyor. Yeah. But, um, I don't think you ever lose it.
2: Okay.
1: So, so that probably leads into the, uh, towards the, towards the end of the uh, cross city tunnel. I was dragged away by the elusive... Um, Better Life and Dollar mm-hmm. to Leica Geosystems Systems. Who, um, for the next four years, I was taught how to be a uh, business development manager and a survey and a salesman for, obviously, for, for Leica Instruments. Yeah, um, and then after a couple of years, I was. Um, uh, Offered the position of machine automation manager for Southeast Asia.
0: Okay. So
1: I went through a lot of that early development of um, machine control and machine
0: guidance. Mm. Yeah, right. Because you were with Locker for a while too, weren't you?
1: Yeah, for about four or five years or something
0: yeah. like that. Mm. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yep. Interesting. And, and that took me all over Asia, India, more travel. <laughs> or travel. I think I was travelling twenty-five days in a month. Um, yeah, right. So, but it was it was a was quite an experience. Mm. One thing through all of the different career paths was the meeting of people, and the, mm-hmm. um, I guess the the um, Collaboration you can um, enjoy with different people within the industries, industries, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was um, Leica was a an experience, um, mm-hmm. um, and I uh, they moved they set up Leica actually in the early days. I think it was two thousand and seven. Leica had a development arm within. Um, Australia for machine automation. Oh, okay. Up in up here in Brisbane. Yeah, right. Uh, but then there was a internal um, political exercise, and mm-hmm. um, they they closed that down. So, mm,
0: okay, yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, but it was um, was good. It was a good exercise. Yeah, I felt like I spent four years. Um, being taught to be a business development manager, mm-hmm. mm. um, which was a nice change from the the life of construction.
0: Yeah, because the life of construction is pretty full
1: on and pretty full on. Can take a bit of that's a toll a, on you, can't you? That's an, under, <laughs> an understatement. <laughs> yeah, so it's busy. I do miss it.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. which is
1: why I like where i am now um, yeah but, okay um yeah that was um like I was you know um, all over the world and all over mm. and particularly all over asia mm. but um yeah it's um it was an it was a it was an a, um an education and an experience and yeah. meeting really good people along the way yeah like um I had a mentor within Leica called Bob Court, uh, Bob Morton, okay. who is um, who uh, has in the recent years retired, but he was the um, a long time uh, manager of um, the uh, geospatial instruments for Leica Geosystems. But yeah, it was good. Mm.
0: So. When um, doing doing that job, did you go from there to twelve D straight after? Because what what made you leave Leica?
1: Um, no, I um, I left Leica because they were um, removing um, their offices in Brisbane, where they were actually shutting down the machine guidance development section of Brisbane. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I was, um, I think I was told that I could work from their office in Singapore. And I really didn't want to go to Singapore. I enjoyed <laughs> going to the beach and surfing, and there's not a lot of surf in Singapore.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and I, I also enjoyed um, my sailing as well. So, mm. Um, but the, um, so I, I left there and I worked for a a short eight month period as a business development manager for a survey firm in Sydney. Okay. Um, and, uh, um, that didn't work out. Mm. Um, so I, um, uh, it was interesting. I, um, Finished that position and walked out of the office and I was driving back to, well, I lived at Avalon on the Northern Beaches and I was driving through and I thought, oh, I'll call in and see um, some of my friends at 12D. And that developed into a two-day employment interview. And <laughs> <laughs> I chatted all afternoon with um, Lee Gregory, the CEO Mm of 12D and then he said come back tomorrow and we'll chat some more Um, and at that time which is what 2008 Mm -hmm. uh, Michael Gunter who is uh, Michael's um, a surveyor who I met back in the 80s. uh,
0: How does a surveyor have a last name Gunter?
1: He does. <laughs> Michael's great. Um, Michael has a very big legacy of um, uh, surveying software. Um, okay. TP set out. Yeah. In the eighties and nineties, TP yep. stakeout, which was on the eleven hundreds. Um, then he went to and worked for Leica as well. Okay. Um, as the and developed the Viva software. Yeah, Uh, right. I think the legacy of that still goes through to their software today. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, a brilliant um, survey software um, developer. Well, it's pretty
0: funny that there's some of these surveyors who ended up being software developers and stuff like that because you've got – there's a few out there, like, you know, CivilCAD started off that way. Um, Peter Bloomfield. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's the other one? It's on the tip of my head. I can't think of it. Oh, gosh, I've lost it. Terrible. Oh, is that one?
1: Or was that? That's not the one I was... Most of them are... Liz Cadd.
0: I think Liz Cadd was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that's that's the thing that's unique about Australia. Yeah. And one thing I learned traveling with Leica um, worldwide and um, seeing different... Uh, methods as Australia is by far the leader in the world in mm-hmm. surveying technology, particularly the um, the um, digital. And uh, we're just adopters, you know. In, in, in as an example, most surveyors in Australia won't buy a low-end instrument, whereas you go to yeah. other countries and they'll mm. nobody buys high-end instruments; they only buy. High-end instruments, um, because they want to be the cutting edge of technology, and we are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm. Like so, you, getting back to your question, do I consider myself as a survey? Yes, because we are the leaders in in technology mm. in Australia.
2: Mm-hmm. But that
1: interview with Twelve um, D, it a um, couple of days it went for um, over the period of a couple of days. Um, and Michael was um, developing 12D, and Lee Gregory wanted somebody to actually um, promote and sell and be a business development manager for 12D Field okay. back in 2008. Yep. And there we are from 2008 to 14 years later, um, uh, 12D Field, and I'll give it a plug, 12D mm-hmm, Field better. is by far, <laughs> the the um, the best package, in my opinion, for particularly construction surveyors, but it yeah. can be adopted throughout uh, any of the um, areas within surveying. Mm. because it embraces the um, the requirements of a surveyor. You have everything at your fingertips. you have your complete mm-hmm. software package at your fingertips. Um, written by surveyors for surveyors Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah it's a a very very and I'll just wave my 12D flag there (laughs) (laughs) I need to put uh, this
0: one up on YouTube don't I
1: (laughs) and I've been I've been with 12D since then 2008 so I'm in my 15th year with 12D Mm. I'm not one for bouncing around no. But um yeah, no, it's um it's a great company to work for and it's a mm-hmm. um a package second to none survey software package. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's I the know. plug. Plugs I, I, done. Uh, plugs
0: done. Okay, I'm gonna have to hit 12 day up now.
1: <laughs> um, didn't um, we give you a license of that? <laughs> or provide one for consulting surveyors?
0: Oh uh, looks hey, this has nothing to do with consulting surveillance. Mm. This is Peter Cox.
1: Well, I have to, I have to, <laughs> have to chat to the um, to 12D. The powers be? that be. <laughs> the powers that be. No, it's yeah. all good.
0: It's all good. Um, okay, so I, you've had like such an like awesome and diverse career and you've done it as a technical surveyor.
1: Yeah, I'm probably one of the last.
0: Yes, I know. Like,
1: and not only that, I did the certificate before the diploma, so mm-hmm. back in the you know sixties and seventies.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. so if you were if you went out in the field, you wouldn't be able to work on an RMS site now. You'd have to go and get your equivalency.
1: Correct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you planning on that? <laughs> No. Hey, I know someone that will be able an to do answer. that for you soon.
1: <laughs> and No. Um, uh, yeah, and yes, and no, I think I would probably get across the line with my experience. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: but, um, and I don't think that's a bad, I don't think the way my career has progressed is something that people should strive for. If you're wanting to be a surveyor, go to university. Um, do the university degree?
0: Oh, do you think
1: they should? I think if they can, if they can uh, do it, they should, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Um, the institution that it um, provides them and the experience it provides them with mm. is a very, very grounding um, for the career that they're looking at in surveying. Because let's face it, with any career any career you have the grounding of the university degree or the um the technical side through a um, college is yes it's an important part Mm -hmm. but it's a part Mm
2: -hmm.
1: most of the experience and knowledge comes from the career and who you actually work with yeah your mentors Mm -hmm. you know when i um, um there was a Period where um, I can remember being offered, oh, maybe it's a shame you missed out on doing your articles because back in the sixties, oh
0: yes, you could yeah. be an art,
1: you could be a surveyor yep. by just working as an apprentice. Mm. Um, and that 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 mentoring to um, young surveyors, mm-hmm. particularly graduates out of university is so important in this mm-hmm. industry.
0: It is really important, and that's one thing that I am hoping for when I get this academy up and running is that they need to have a supervising surveyor. So I'm hoping that we, yes. we get that mentorship back mm. because it really, to me, I, I believe also that it's really, really important to have the mentoring from, from no. surveyors that have more
1: experience. My hope is, too, that the consulting surveyors is a, um, is one arm of surveying, but there's there's many. There's, there's the utilities, there's the construction, mm-hmm. there's the hydrographic. Um, that should be all brought in under the umbrella of the consulting surveyors or the institute. Hey. Yeah, I'm working
0: on it. I've got big plans, buddy. I've got big plans. <laughs> and, and,
1: and yes, as as we both agree, the um the the grounding and that the the base knowledge that a person learns at university is invaluable, mm. but it's only part of the a, a, a career mm. within surveying.
0: Yeah, because it's interesting, um, you know, because i'm technical i didn't go to university for surveying my cousin is a graduate went to university didn't become registered chose not to become registered but had a really good business sold it to a bigger company and now he's you know close to getting out of surveying and then you've got these surveyors that go through and do well you know their pathways do they some some do the technical, then go on to, to university mm-hmm. and then go on to registration and then others mm. who go straight into uni. So there's so many different pathways of being able to to move up and, and get those qualifications. Like,
1: like in the 70s, I, um, uh, people like myself who did the um, certificate back then, everybody was going to Perth to do yes. their – Yes, yes. To, to do their um, – uh, they got a lot of exemptions to actually mm-hmm. um, to go to university and graduate. Yes, I, was I was even tempted in that, but um, unfortunately, at the age of twenty-five, I got married, and I yeah, um, mm-hmm. I think it was eighty dollars a week I was earning. Oh gosh, maybe even less than that, sixty dollars yeah. a week, um, and the the elusive dollar working for a construction firm. Mm. But it's but it's interesting the. Um, and I'm a, yes, I am a technician who's had a career where I've been in charge of um, some of the biggest projects in New South Wales, for instance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that was utilising surveyors who were really um, the best of the best in surveyors. Um, yeah. And... Um, yeah, it's it's been an interesting ride.
0: Yeah, um, for sure. What uh, what do you think is the probably what what's the highlight of your career?
1: Oh, um, there's been many of them. It's okay. actually the highlight is actually because construction has been where you go and it's a, a greenfield site or it's a um, the Superdome at um,
2: Homebush, yeah, which O'Bush. was a
1: which was the washery off the cattle yards for the um, cattle sale yards in Homebush when it was that, back
2: oh, to, okay. to see it
1: from, from the or, or origin of the project mm-hmm. to seeing it completed and actually standing, um, looking at um, the finished product. I love building yeah. things. Yeah. Um, my partner it's is an cool. architect and we have um a shared passion in the built form nice um, yeah that's probably but that's one part of it but probably yep. the most important of all is the people i've met along the way mm-hmm. Uh because Does that include me of course
2: <laughs> <laughs> not, Sorry, that we intera- okay. <laughs> not that we interact that often no i
1: know <laughs> i think you're um Path you're taking with this and um, <laughs> the education side for um, uh, consulting surveys is it's it's a really necessary mm. um, thing. Yeah, just, it is. Just just get more kids in interested in surveying.
0: Well, we're working on it. We're getting into schools. We're working on it. We're we're getting there.
2: It's um, a slow and, process. <laughs>
1: and in. in embrace you know the, the, the funny part is people are very busy, but I think that mentoring is um, actually mm. uh, hugely important yep. because um, there's some things you would never learn in any um, institution. Of, so true within the industry and yeah training.
0: Yeah, no, it's so true. But I have to agree with some of the people. I mean, like this is probably one of the reasons that I started the podcast was because I used to get to go to conferences or seminars or, you know, things like that and speak to surveyors and Mm. speak to to different people and, you know, what they're doing or what they're working on and all that kind of stuff. And it stopped. And that's Mm. probably one of the reasons why I started the podcast was because Um, I could get them on and tell their stories because some of the, I mean, it started with some of the old guys, you know, they had some pretty cool stories and I thought we need to get these down somehow. Mm. We need to get some of their, 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 um, you know, their stories recorded. So I think, I think we have a pretty awesome community for sure.
1: And it's very small. Um, Mm. Mm -hmm. Some of the people uh, and, and the, the actual, um, surveying community like I'm totally focused on the construction side um, and their knowledge is 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 lost yeah but it's um if they're not utilized so mentoring is a mm. good thing yeah I've had sure. some I've had some awesome ones yeah um, and there's so many. Smart young guys coming through now, particularly in construction, because that just jumping side exit stage, stage left, as I've been doing throughout this conversation, is <laughs> working for 12D in um, promoting and selling, developing training and support mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the 12D field. Um, I love it because I'm actually. Not in the industry doing those twelve-hour days, banging pegs yeah. in or loading yeah. machines, but I'm still communicating with all those people. Yeah. So it's been, um, yeah. Mm. What am I? I'm 67, heading to 68, um, and I'm no not. Way. I'm not in. I'm not interested in in retiring as yet because I do enjoy, and we're in a.
2: Mm. a
1: we're actually in a cusp. Of another change, we had the '90s change, where everybody wanted because total stations and yeah. um, GPS and controllers wanted digital information, and they were giving us paper plans. Um, and we're in a cusp now where we're going into the digital digital twin yeah. and the BIM revolution. Um, yeah. Where surveyors are now actually on projects given, um, you know, in back in the paper area, you had a line, centre line that you set a road out of.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And then you had an offset to the curbs and so forth. So Mm -hmm. you could actually build it up from that. Then you got the model and you had those centre lines and you had the string lines for the curb and gutter and you could build and set that out. And now we're into a, an era of solid modelling where it's the, I guess it's the digital twin on steroids where it's just triangles. Yeah. And that whole model is um, we've got equipment that's used to using points and strings. Mm-hmm. And now you're looking at faces and edges mm. of triangles. So actually developing through well the development of give it another plug 12d <laughs> um to, to support and now
0: those, that's gonna cost you
1: <laughs> to, to support those um, requirements is um, and we we are very proactive in um, supporting and, and yeah nurturing mm. is is giving surveyors another headache actually How do I I get this solid model? How do I set that out with, um, it's just a bunch of triangles that looks Mm -hmm. really nice on a computer screen, Mm -hmm. a bridge, for instance. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, But how do I actually put that in the ground in the right place? And, yeah, it's a... So how do they? uh, We've got tools to actually um, create the edges, create the points. Mm -hmm. We're developing and we have tools now to pick the the faces and so forth. So mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. working and improving. Um, 12D is something that never stops developing. It's... Um,
0: well, I think if you're a software developer and you stop developing, then you're going to yeah, go bust.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm. But it's... Um, yeah, it's um, uh, it's an interesting time.
2: Mm.
1: But it's... Um, the BIM revolution and the digital twin is, um, yeah, something that's... Uh, it's going to be here, and mm-hmm. I'd, I'm keen to see what the next phase of it is. Um, so I don't want to leave the industry mm. for a little while yet.
0: Mm, fair enough, fair enough. So you, so like you, I know you say that you're a workaholic. <laughs> how do you? Relax? Did I say that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, how do I relax? Yeah. Um. I love surfing. Do
0: you do you stop thinking about twelve
1: <laughs> um, D? No. Well, my partner and I talk about um, architecture and design a lot. <laughs> um, I like to go surfing. Um, mm. I haven't sailed since I've been in Brisbane, but I will one day. But um, while I was still in Sydney, I was. Sailing on the historic 18 footers, which was oh, nice, which is like a um, a uh, what do you call them, a surf life saving boat with sails, mm-hmm. <laughs> masses of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, though, sailing is fun. Um, um, love the bush, love just sitting on the beach. Mm.
2: How do I relax? Red wine.
1: Um, I've got a property now, it's a few acres. Of, get on my ride on Mara and mow the lawns and <laughs> do all that sort of stuff. But um, no, relaxation to me is um, actually talking um, to surveyors. Yeah. I'll stay on track for the uh, purpose wait. of the podcast is okay. I find it, I find it relaxing <laughs> um, getting support calls from surveyors. Oh, I've got this problem. How do I do that? And actually, working through the problem to, mm-hmm. to solve it um, is is challenging, and it's good. Keeps you young.
0: Yeah, Keeping too many people
1: too too many people retire and die. That's so true. That's Don't, so retire.
0: true. Don't retire. Don't
1: <laughs> retire. <laughs> or just keep doing it. Just wind keep, it down a little bit.
0: Keep doing something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so. I'm thinking that you're a bit of a rare breed. Well, no, no, I wouldn't say rare breed. I'm lucky. Um, yeah. Okay.
1: I'm. I actually. I. I believe I'm lucky. I. Um. I'm the last of the technicians to actually have a very good career out of being a technician.
2: Yeah. Are you? Do you think? Uh. Because you know, I've got I, I, some
0: I, of my crew that have gone through that I've taught who haven't gone on to university and they've made really good careers and have oh, their yes. own businesses and are really succeeding.
1: You can, but it's um, it's harder. Let me say it's harder. Okay.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I believe it's harder. Be-
0: because of the restrictions on Registrations and and what you can do as a technical surveyor and stuff. Or
1: as you as you said, if it wasn't for my experience and I was a technician, I couldn't even work on an RMS job. Mm. Mm. I couldn't manage it. And I've done uh, Monaro Highway um, mm. roads in Canberra, Hume Highway, Car and Range,
2: yep. at Alban
1: Hume Highway. I've worked supported guys on the Mittagon bypass Mm. the Hornsby bypass um from Pierce's Corner up to Asquith um
2: yeah
1: manage those as the survey manager that Mm. wouldn't happen for a guy uh, or for a girl who was a technician today
2: yeah
1: um and yes uh um I, I, I just believe that if, if if person can have the opportunity, and we do have a problem with numbers in mm. universities,
2: mm-hmm.
1: if, people, if people can actually um, stick their head to the grindstone and get in there, go for it.
2: Yeah,
0: I could probably talk about the, the different issues that we have with all of that. I'm sure I've banged on about it before. Um, I think it's just is, it's very hard for actually, some people to get into university.
1: It is. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was hard for me.
0: And and if you if you get a mark I mean when you look at what's required in New South Wales if you get a mark that high unless surveying is what you really want to do I think there's other careers that people know more about for the mark that they're requiring. Mm. That's that's the biggest problem, which is why we're trying to get into schools and stuff as well. Mm. Anyway, I could go on and on and on about that.
1: So the um, the institute that you're building through the consulting surveys. Uh-huh. Is it a, a, a continuous learning um, development within the, or is it a straight out replacement for the, well, Ultimo is closed now, isn't it?
0: No, 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 Ultimo's still running courses. So we're not, we're not replacing, we're not here to replace TAFE mm. and the courses at TAFE. Um, we're just here to, fill a gap that industry requires Mm. and so we're starting with the certificate four and the diploma and we're delivering it to people who are working in industry so anybody from school can still go in and go to ultimo or wollongong or newcastle or down or do the online albury nec options i i believe that they are all still running Mm. um We're taking the people who are working in industry and don't want to work part time, but don't want to work part time to study full time, or don't want to do a part time model and go to TAFE and do it that way. Uh, Mm. We're we're trying to fill the gap of those people. And there's also, like, Queensland has no TAFE, Northern Territory has no TAFE, Uh, ACT has no TAFE anymore. So there's no surveying courses in those areas. So that that's what we're trying to fill the gap for for now. Um, so certificate mm-hmm. four and diploma, but that's not where we're finishing. Um, just take know. the
1: try, just take the trying bit out, where you will fill.
0: We the gap. will. Sorry, I am. I will be. Um, we are that's going. Good. Well, I'm not doing. It's not. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, it will happen. It is happening, um, and we have a lot of people on the list already who want to do it and there's a lot of upskilling that needs to happen there's a lot of you know things that surveyors want to learn but
1: mm, i see that yeah i see that as a big area yeah
0: yeah so we're looking at all the the small upskilling stuff and possibly mm. you know business stuff as well you know it's it's going to grow for sure
1: yeah and there could be opportunities there for filling that um, construction side, or the even the utility mm. side, yeah, um, yep. and the hydrographic side. So there's yes. yeah, there's opportunities there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've had discussions about the hydrographic already, and once I sort so of get these other things up and running, then we'll we'll look at other areas that we can provide mm. more qualifications as well.
1: Yeah, good.
2: Yeah,
0: it's happening. I'm doing it. <laughs> you are. I am. <laughs> All right, let's let let's let's move on to some of the sillier questions and finish up. uh Okay, would you rather have a get out of jail card or a key that opens any door?
1: A key that opens any door, of course.
0: Oh, I know. I don't know why people say get out of jail card. <laughs> if it's you see just, part it's, of, it's oh.
1: just admitting you've done something wrong. <laughs> There's no such thing as a wrong. There's some mistakes, but you're alone.
0: <laughs> Well, true. So true. So true. Uh, if you see a puddle on the ground, do you walk around it, jump over it, or jump in it?
1: Oh, I'm probably more a jump in it.
0: Yes. <laughs> That's what I like. And jump
1: up and down and make as many spaces as you can. See if you can empty it out.
0: Beautiful. Nice. Don't worry about your shoes.
1: What shoes? Ah. I'm usually <laughs> in bare feet.
0: Nice. I love it. Uh, If you had a superpower, what would it be?
1: Uh, Aerials in surfing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What? You can't do
0: them?
1: No. Oh, I saw a
0: really, really good one on on Instagram before. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. (laughs) I don't think I could even stand on a surfboard anymore. That's pretty sad.
1: Um, No, no superpowers. None of us have superpowers. Now, we all have superpowers, though. The ability to make somebody smile is a superpower.
0: That is a superpower. I like that one. Mm. If you could go back in history, where would you go?
1: Uh, 1972. Why? I'd finish. I'd stop making shaping surfboards in my dad's garage and... Um, do better at the HSC, <laughs> <laughs> get into get into university, and but, but, but no, I actually wouldn't change anything from where I've come. So mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, that's a, nice. That's a that's yeah. No, pass that question.
0: <laughs> at a party, where could someone find you?
1: Uh, in a deep discussion,
0: mm. with a glass of red wine. <laughs>
1: cheers
2: cheers (laughs) it's empty
0: (laughs) it is
1: it is friday night at 8 30 after i know i
0: know (laughs) uh if you could change one thing about the surveying industry what would
1: it be uh more recognition of um technicians that are in construction
2: oh mm -hmm.
0: fair enough particularly Particularly if you had a do-over.
1: A do-over? What's a do-over?
0: If you had the choice to do something again, if you had the choice of doing it again, would you change anything?
1: No, because I'm happy where I've enjoyed the ride.
0: Yep. And do you regret your decision to become a surveyor?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No.
2: No. I love Uh, that.
1: When it was, um, uh, let me give you an example, uh, three o'clock in the morning on Williams Street in Sydney doing the Cross City Tunnel, mm-hmm. um, uh, supervising the surveyors doing their reflectless pickup of William Street um, for the natural surface survey of that project. Yep. Um, and I was accosted by a, um, a drag queen because it's no, William Street really? near the cross. <laughs> what was the question again?
0: Do no. <laughs> you did you at that time did you regret your, what you were doing in your career?
1: Oh no, it was just the, the, um, some of those some of the um, things you see along the way in, in mm. life are very um, interesting.
2: Would that
0: be one of the funniest things that happened to you?
1: Oh no, there's been lots of funny things. What else? Far outweigh that.
0: Oh, what else? Tell me.
1: Um, oh, lots of, yeah, lots of things. Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was, uh, just before I started working with, um, in 1978,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I was working for the Lands Department, earning nothing. I had another job. My friend had bought a hotel in Enmore, next to the Enmore Theatre, actually. Called oh, yeah. The Duke of Edinburgh, Enmore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and he had these people that came in and broke furniture and smashed the place up every Saturday um, in between their stints in Long Bay Jail. Um, and a little guy came in and said, um, do you mind if we come in and put on a show? So he he actually was one of the first in seven, 1978, mind you, one of the first um, drag shows in oh. Enmore in a hotel. <laughs> and some of the f- things I saw in that hotel as a barman were kept back. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, were very funny. Very, very funny. Some mm, funny I times. I could
0: imagine. But,
1: but the things imagine. you do to earn a dollar to survive.
0: Mm, yeah. So... Were you studying and working and surveying at that time as well as doing? No, I'd finished. Okay. But I
1: was just, that was the cusp between Lands Department and Abbey Group.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, right.
1: Just bought a house.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mm. as you do, just bought a house, got a mortgage, got to get ahead.
0: Yep, yep. Okay. Well. I think that's probably all of it. Oh, our that's going
1: to end it on. It?
0: No, we're going to do our quick shots. Yeah, we're going to end it on tronies.
1: <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs>
0: we're going to do our quick shots. <laughs> Unless I've missed something, is there something else that you want to talk about?
1: No, not really. No. I just um, for whoever's listening, thank you for the ride. Um, <laughs> I've met some. Fantastic people and, um, yeah, it's been good. Mm,
0: Yeah. And there's more to come. There is definitely, most definitely. All right, let's do our quick shots. Tea or coffee?
1: Coffee. Coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Tea just doesn't cut the mustard.
0: Fair enough. Cat or dog? Uh, Dog. Sunrise or sunset? Oh, what?
1: Dog, dog, Kelpie.
0: Kelpie. Have you got a dog? Now, no, not now. No. Mm-hmm. Mine's a German Shepherd, if I had my choice.
1: Yeah, back legs are a problem.
0: Well, they are now, they've bred it that way. Anyway, sunrise, sunset.
1: Oh, I'm a morning person.
0: I, morning. Usually,
1: I usually still to today, um, when it goes from dark to that first yeah. grey, mm-hmm. I'm awake. Just (laughs)
0: happens. It took me about three hours to wake up this morning (laughs) from when I actually woke up. (laughs) Summer or winter?
1: Uh, I like both. Um, Much prefer summer, though, I guess. Yeah, summer. Mm
0: -hmm. Roller coasters, do you love or hate them?
1: Roller coasters are great for thrill. It's a ride. It's like actually, it's one of my expressions of life. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It's a roller coaster. It is.
2: Yep, Um, for sure.
1: Lots of highs, lots of lows, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the excitement in between.
0: Nice. Three items you'd take to a desert island
1: a surfboard, Mm -hmm. Um, my partner. Yep. Um, lots of water.
2: Fair enough. <laughs>
0: You'd be happy to stay on there if there was surf, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah,
1: if, mm. yeah, if, yeah, exactly. Yep.
0: Well, you've got an architect, so you would be able to build something.
1: <laughs> on a desert island? Yeah, we would.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Favourite song? Or artist?
1: Oh, too many to answer.
0: No, got to give me one. Me an artist. Lou I Reed. Have to. Lou Reed. Okay.
1: Oh, there's a, there's, that's, that's just. The I know, moment. there's so
0: many. There's so many. Yeah. I know, I know. Uh, favorite movie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite movie? Wow. Oh, yeah, good question.
0: Okay. You don't have to answer because some people, I can't even remember the movie that I watched. I actually, I do remember the movie oh, I watched the other night.
1: Um, I do. Um, uh, was Kevin, is it Kevin Costner in um, With the Indians? Please.
0: Oh, I was going to say, please don't say
1: Waterworld. <laughs> no, no, no. Um,
0: the Indians.
1: Oh, mm. having a sixty-seven-year-old moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm really hopeless with movie titles. So. Fences with wolves. Ah, oh, okay, yeah, right, nice. Great do you have idea. a favourite book?
1: Uh, no, I have lots of favourite books. I've actually been reading the um, the books of early sailors and uh, oh. navigators around Australia, like Cook. Yeah, um, and Flinders and um, all those guys.
0: That'd be interesting. Yeah, they are. Sure. There are
1: early mappers of Australia.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Are you an introvert or an extrovert?
1: Uh, midway. Is mm-hmm.
0: your glove glass half full Ah, it's full it's full full, i know (laughs) well not at this very moment but (laughs) no yeah uh one thing you'd never do again
1: oh i don't regret doing anything
0: nice awesome uh if you had a warning label what would it be look out (laughs) (laughs) Who knows you best?
1: Uh, my mum.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Favorite. Uh, and can we just say that your mum lives in the best place in Australia? She does. <laughs> Jervis Bay, <babe>, Vincentia. <laughs> yep. A yep. um, nice part of the world. It's beautiful. It's my happy place.
1: Well, that was my um. What? As soon as I could hitch a ride with somebody who had a license. Uh, uh-huh. Anywhere between Cronulla and uh, Badella.
0: Yeah, right. Surfing. South Coast, pretty cool. Favourite childhood memory?
2: Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. That might be a bit hard because he's a bit old. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: Uh, sailing would be a good memory, yeah. John.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Or surfing, yeah. getting my first surfboard from. How Gordon's. old were you? Uh, 10, 11. Yeah, okay.
0: Mm. Was it because friends surfed
1: or. Um, yeah, basically, we all yeah, okay. sort of mm. fell
2: into that. Yeah. Mm.
0: So I know this was a while ago, but what was your favourite subject at school?
2: Maths. No. Really? Mm. Okay. Mm. What's your favourite food? Oh, I'm on a seafood diet. I see food and I <laughs>
1: eat it. Um, oh, anything, really. I, there's so many flavours that. Big one. I must admit, I travelled a lot with Leica and 12D in India, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and I do like Indian food. Nice.
0: Favourite drink?
1: Um, a red. Cheers. A
0: red. What kind of red?
1: Oh, anything from a Merlot to Cabernet. Okay. Nice.
0: Oh, what's your pet peeve?
1: A bullshit artists. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Win the lottery or perfect job.
1: Oh, the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> I what I want to do.
0: Yep, exactly. I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same. Uh, biggest fear. Uh,
1: it's a lifelong fear. Um, mm-hmm. uh, is. Um, no, it's not a fear. Biggest fear, no, I, don't know, but I don't know that I don't know that I have any. No, no fears.
2: No
0: worries. Favorite sport?
1: Surfing.
2: Of
0: course.
1: <laughs> oh, and. And sailing. Of, <laughs> and sailing.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. Proudest moment. Well,
1: hang on. Just oh, go back to yes. the surfing and sailing. Sail, uh, surfing is not a sport surfing is a lifestyle um true no um, but
0: isn't it it is a sport now isn't it
1: oh it's yeah, in the olympics have, yeah it was, so it was, <laughs> sailing sailing winning at sailing is um is good fun
0: yep okay uh well we know you're a morning person what's your proudest moment
1: uh proudest moment is um probably the the birth of my two daughters. hmm
0: hmm
1: Uh your dream car. I couldn't get it us. gets between point A and point B. I had so many Hilux lux dual cabs I can't ever through my life. Um no, cars just a point A to point B.
0: What's your dream surfboard?
1: Uh, at the moment, uh, a 12 foot glider by Kia.
2: 12 He's foot.
1: Big. Yeah, yeah it's oh. a glider. It's just, mm. that's my next one.
0: Nice.
1: Got about 10.
0: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. My
2: cousin is the same. Favorite color? Blue. Apple or Android?
1: Uh, Android.
0: Okay. On a scale of one to ten, how cool
2: are you?
1: I don't know. You tell me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. What do you think you are?
1: <laughs> um. Oh, I'm just a uh, your average Joe.
0: <laughs> so what we're saying a five there?
1: <laughs> cool there. You probably
0: there. Okay. Now okay. What's <laughs>
1: What's my star sign?
0: Star sign, yep.
1: No, I'm a, I'm a water person, of course. Pisces.
2: Pisces. Mm. Early February?
1: March.
0: March. Ah, okay. Near the
1: end. Yeah. My younger brother's the 28th of February. Mm. I'm the 1st of March. Okay. And my older brother's the 2nd of March.
0: Oh, no, really? Serious. <laughs> <laughs> what was happening what was happening at that time of the year
1: (laughs) like nine months off and i think it's mum and dad's wedding anniversary
0: (laughs) had to be something (laughs) oh dear very cool (laughs) oh great it's been so nice to talk to you thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with me
1: thank you i enjoyed it uh, take it easy good luck in your um well you don't need luck you just need time no
0: i just yeah i need time time and money
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) is what i need it'll happen it will it will happen and it will happen it will be happening very soon yes
1: if you want a um, demo of 12d field give me a call
0: (laughs) (laughs) i keep talking about doing some 12 D courses i just never have time to do any
1: well, not you. you. You know all about No. It. But for no, everybody, I do, I, everybody I don't. else that's in this.
0: <laughs> I don't. Okay. If anybody wants to know about 12D Field, then contact Graham. Exactly. There you go. That's your third plug. Yeah. You're done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just read the bio on my LinkedIn site and you'll mm. understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> All
0: right. Thank you.
1: Cheers. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Defining Boundaries. Stay tuned in a fortnight for another great guest.
1: Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox.